Welcome to Two Gins In, the podcast that's your ultimate companion if you're a homeowner embarking on a renovation or a new build project. I'm Helen. And I'm Karen. We are qualified, experienced and down-to-earth interior and building designers and we're all about helping you navigate the often daunting world of home renovations while keeping things fun and relaxed. So join us every Friday fortnight where we peel back the curtain on the design and construction industry. Whether you're a seasoned DIY enthusiast or a first-time renovator, we have you covered. Throughout our episodes, we'll be bringing in industry experts. We'll be drawing from our own extensive experience and arming you with valuable tools and practical tips. Our mission is to ease your anxiety, reduce the overwhelm, and empower you to make informed decisions every step of the way throughout your renovation journey. So why did we name our podcast Two Gins In? Well, Helen, why not? It's Friday afternoon and we think there's no better way to cap off the work week than with a couple of gins. For us, it's all about unwinding and celebrating as we head into another weekend. Cheers. Cheers to that. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Gins In, where we bring you insightful conversations with industry experts. Today, our industry expert is our special guest, Ryan Jenkins. He is the project manager, as well as one of the partners from of TAS Construction Group, based in Sydney. Now, I have to say, Karen and I have collaborated with Ryan and his team at TAS on many projects and we know firsthand that they take their clients' projects very seriously. We've witnessed them do everything within their power to make sure that systems and processes are put into place that will minimise overwhelm and provide the best possible experience and ultimately lead to many successful outcomes for their clients. The other thing we know all too well Uh, is the whole design and construction journey is never without its challenges, which is the reason we have invited Ryan to chat with us today. He'll be sharing his wealth of experience, his expertise within the construction industry, but not only that, he is also excited for the opportunity to provide you, our listeners, with some valuable advice along with great tips that could very well make a world of difference in your next project. So please stay tuned as we discuss a range of topics from understanding your project goals to selecting a right builder, uh, budgeting realistically, uh, right through to navigating those sometimes lengthy timelines. Plus, we also make sure that we discuss the often underestimated importance of constant communication throughout, ensuring a smooth process and enjoyable journey for all involved. Welcome. Uh, Today on the podcast, Helen and I have the fabulous Ryan Jenkins, Mm -hmm. the project construction project manager of TAS Constructions. Thanks for joining us today, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Helen. Hey, Karen. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much for having me on board. You're welcome. Good to have you here. Now, Ryan, you handle the face of TAS, I'm going to say. You're out there on the social media informing people of what's going on with all the projects, 
um, which I think is fabulous. I've got a son studying architecture and he's following and listening and learning as you um, let the people know, you know, the behind the scenes stuff of TAS there. So before we get into our questions for today's interview, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ryan. Where did you come from and how did you end up being the construction project manager for TAS? Yeah, so I, um, I've i been a carpenter ever since I left high school. Uh -huh. I always wanted to be in building. It was always been my passion. I was um, extremely, I guess, I loved like woodworking and design and tech and all that sort of stuff at school. So um, once I left high school in year 12, I went and joined a small um, building company, uh, uh -huh. which was local to the Sutherland Shire. Yeah. Um, and that was just consisted of the the boss, um, me as the apprentice and one other carpenter. So it was really small, just sort of doing your little renovations, your decks, your pergolas, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I was looking to eventually um, venture out on my own. So I, I knew I wanted to go out on my own. Um, I always had that passion to, I always had that drive to. Uh, a lot of people wanted me to. Yeah. Um, and a few years ago when I was sort of getting ready, I was probably two years into my trade ready to start my own um, construction company. I actually sort of fell sick and I ended up in hospital with oh. brain surgery. So, oh, we did not know that about you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Oh. So that sort of put a little bit of a halt on me starting my own construction company because I had to deal with a little bit of the health issues, but I didn't want to just um, dive into the stress of running your own yes. construction company. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I guess luckily for me and luckily for the TAS boys, Benny, um, Ben TAS, the director and one of the founders of TAS Construction Group, he's a good mate of mine. He reached out and offered me a job and um, oh, I was wow. the site supervisor, which mm -hmm. had, uh, I guess, the opportunity to get off the tools, get into a bit of a business that was already moving forward um, and then um, understand the ins and outs of, I guess, the construction business um, and mm -hmm. project management, which I'd never, ever had any hands-on experience with the project management. Everything was on the tools. Yeah. Um, so I took that leap and I was uh, jumped on board with the boys. They sort of always knew that I had, was intending to potentially go out on um, on my own. Okay. I worked with them as the site supervisor, pretty much overseeing all of our construction. Uh, when I first started, we were probably doing jobs around the $500,000 mark and we could run about three or four at any time. Mm -hmm. uh, and over the years we've developed and the jobs and the clientele where we're moving into bigger jobs, um, yes. uh, architecturally designed jobs um, that can get anywhere up to $5 million at the moment. And mm -hmm. about two years ago, the boys came to me with an offer of joining the business as a partner. So I really? already, already oh. have invested in the business and I love working with the boys and um, we have our compatibility is really good. We, our chemistry is really good. We really respect mm -hmm. one, um, one another. Uh, and I, I took that on board and obviously they took that on board to offer me, offer me the partnership in the business. Um, and yeah, they've welcomed me with open arms. And since then, I'm still doing the same role. My, I guess my title is construction manager now, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still basically very site heavy. So Aaron Tass, he, one of the other brothers, he oversees all the sales and all the estimating. Then we've got Ben who oversees all the basically, he's on the business. He's working to transform the business itself. Mm -hmm. stepping away from the sites uh, and then I just purely uh, just oversee all the site stuff in conjunction with our foreman, uh, the day-to-day -day runs of the site. Uh, I guess that's because what I love and what I'm good at 
Yeah. In the future, you'll probably see. Uh, I do want to get into like the sales side and the um, the future prospect side a little bit further and deal with potential clients that can come on board. Um, and it will be hard for me to step away from the site because I do like love it. Passion. Yeah. Like I love getting yeah. to site. I love solving the problems. Most of the time, I'm heavily involved in the I guess the construction phase from probably earthworks to lockup. Mm -hmm. I'm heavily involved. That's where we're troubleshooting the most amount of problems. That's where we're dealing with the most around the trades. Pretty much from that point onwards, the job can um, almost complete itself. The trades come in, they're laying the finishes, um, the, the foundation, the footprint's been set. So that's a little bit of a, I guess, a walk down memory lane of, and, um, of what, how I got into the business and where yeah. I currently am right now. Great. That's awesome. And we've had the pleasure of working with you guys and that camaraderie and that respect is really, really obvious. Yeah. And you yeah. guys are very transparent. You're really easy to work with. Um, and, and your clients love you because mm -hmm. you, you are so, um, approachable and yeah. so transparent and completely yourselves. And it, it really shows that respect really comes through with your work and the way you handle your clients. So good on you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. So obviously the task boys wanted to keep you around as well. So they see a yeah. lot of value in yourself. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to you on being a partner. So thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. So we, as Helen just said, we've worked on quite a few projects at the moment. We've got a huge mm -hmm. one happening at Mossman together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were saying before you, you do step back and we had to pause our interview here because you're across all the steel and everything that's going into yeah. that production as well. That, particular project so you are you are pretty much across everything in the business really aren't you there yeah correct yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely yeah so as we were saying before you know we've worked together so we've come up with a few questions to ask you Ryan just yeah. we'd like to like the, the whole point of the podcast is to educate people on yeah. the ins and outs and the behinds of the you know the building and construction and interiors as well which is obviously what yeah. we do so today we're going to ask you a few questions and it'd be great if you could just give us your insight. So if people are listening and are planning on renovating a building and looking at builders and where to start and what do they do. So question one for you is, we always say to our interiors clients that they really need to define their project goals. I think people walk in the door and they're a little bit lost and confused and want to start an amazing project, but not quite sure where to start. So it's really important to define those roles. How do you find that from the building side of things? Yeah, well, I guess from the construction side of things, by the time the client's already coming to us, they already have, I guess, the architectural plans, which is mm -hmm. the, the, the design of their build. So that, that would be step one. If, you, if you're thinking of renovating or you're thinking of um, building, then you're going down that route of um, getting it designed. Okay, So once they've got it designed, um, which will basically encompass the, I guess, the shape of the build, the footprint of the build, um, then you're obviously, from that point, you're adding your materials. So you're adding not only the external finishes, but the internal finishes. And I think you need to have an understanding, uh, understanding and a concept of how you want it to look. Do you want it to be light colours? Do you want it to be dark colours? Do you want to yes. go, um, and then I guess all the different styles, like do you want it mm. to be modern? Do you want it to be uh, Mediterranean? Do you want it to look Hamptonsy? It, there's yes. so many different styles. So I think what you're first doing is you're choosing your genre, I guess could be the right word, um, which would be um, how you want it to look. So if it's modern, box modern, um, Hamptons, coastal, 
there's there's a, an abundance and you can there is. You can even make, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, coastal Hamptons, country yeah. Hamptons, there's, there's so many yeah. variations of that. That yeah, is exactly. it does make it very confusing for the client because there is so much out there. Yeah. And you can combine them. You've just got to be sort of careful how you pull it all together. But uh, we find that that side of things can be quite overwhelming mm, for yeah. our clients. And you know, for us we try and get them sorted before they Yes. you know, engage somebody like yourselves. But obviously you're going to have people come in that aren't quite, that don't have that help, I guess. So it yep. can be very overwhelming. And I think yeah. if, if your style is not defined, the whole project, it can cause and, you know, roadblocks down the track if you haven't defined yourself in that very beginning phase. Like you said, pick mm. a Hamptons, pick, you know, coastal contemporary, but be very yeah. specific and not and not divert from that. Like we always say to people, you know, obviously the block here in Australia rolls around. Yeah. It's a show. Um, and then people get swayed. But you, you yeah. really do, don't you, really have to yeah. define and stick to that path and yeah. not deviate and not be, you know, swayed by what's the latest trend because it's yeah. in the end it's your home and, you know, you don't have to be swayed or follow trends. You just have to mm -hmm. define your style and stick with it. Yeah. I so completely, how does that. completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess for your, from your perspective too, you know, if they come in and they're not really prepared and they haven't got a clear, clear um, picture, and I'm diverting off the questions a little bit here, <laughs> how does that affect your build? Like how, how does that affect, I guess, the process from your end when it comes to construction? Um, so what we do now, what, what we used to do is basically we would start the building process and clients wouldn't have any selections or anything uh, selected up front. We would just navigate that throughout the build. And we found that that actually took a whole lot of the client's resources throughout the build because they've got a construction process that's happening in front of them and mm. we want them to focus on that and enjoy that. And um, I guess there's so many decisions that come with Absolutely. just building itself. Now, if they've got to go spend their hours outside of work uh, and their weekends chasing around selections chasing around finishes not sure what color to um, make this room not sure what architraves to use uh, <laughs> it becomes so overwhelming so yeah. what we do now is we try and um, well, we we align our cl uh, clients with you yeah, um, we <laughs> have our selections um, completed up front and mm. that um, yes it is a massive it's a massive process like even just going to tile shops like if you all want to spend a Saturday looking at tiles, you can only go to maximum three or four shops and you're looking at 50 different types of tiles, mm -hmm. all different shades, and it does get confusing. So that's where we align ourselves with, um, we align our clients with you um, to help them out and guide them through that process. And once they come to us, we want to and start the build, we want to have at least at least 80 to 90% of all the selections confirmed. So then the clients can enjoy the building process. Um, and Look, at the end of the day, we're custom home builders. If they want to change their mind throughout the building process, we give them the opportunity to do that. Um, however, we don't want them scrambling around at tile no, shops no. all weekend because no. we're saying we need to have tiles in store, like on site in three weeks' time so you've got to order it now. That's the last yeah. thing we do. So I think the way we're approaching our construction with our clients now, yes, they are coming to us um, with basically a blueprint, which is their architectural plans mm -hmm. and the theme. Um, and then obviously a bit of a colour palette, then we're al aligning them with the professionals that we partner with, which is which is you girls just there. Yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah. it just as you said it just it saves time down the track doesn't it the the, oh. they put the thought before we get to site everything's sorted everything's ordered like the one we're working yeah. on together at the moment we have the christmas break in between so it's really important that that client signs off on everything so orders can be placed so mm -hmm. when the plumber needs in walls body systems you know as the walls go up everything's done sorted mm -hmm. we're not going back to the client going hey what yeah. are you having because yeah. then that just add week, adds weeks oh. to the build yeah. process and sometimes things come up it's a construction site so there's always going to be something that surprises you the builder and even the client that they then have to make a decision and it might even force them to change some of their selections but having gone through that process of understanding what it is What's they really want and yeah. what they need and having the, the basics down they can then make an informed decision they're mm. not like you said scrambling then they might mm. go back to the to the tile showroom and go okay yeah. well these tiles aren't going to work now we have yeah. an idea That's a pretty a solid idea of what we're trying to achieve yeah. and that will again narrow down their selections yeah. and that's easier for them to make a choice so exactly. it definitely it works. works for everybody really it works for yeah. the builder it works for the designers it works for the client yeah so it just it moves everything through quickly that, that comes yeah. down to preparation really doesn't it exactly yeah it's okay. preparation and it also helps um with costing up the project if we can have that uh, yes. front, it can help it can help cost it up rather than just having these open-ended provisional allowances because selections yeah. weren't decided yeah. Uh, it does, I guess clients don't understand if they haven't built before how many decisions go are required from them during construction, let yeah. alone just the selections and finishes stage. Um, if you just talk about a bathroom, um, you're looking, you've got your wall tiles, your floor tiles, your feature tiles, all the grabs that go with them, then you've got your shower screen, your sh um, all your um, bathware, so your, your vanity taps, your, sh your shower taps, then you've got your toilet, your toilet buttons, what type of system <laughs> yeah. you want. If like for a bathroom alone, it's probably 50 decisions. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. if you've got three or four bathrooms per home, like yeah. that, that, that becomes even crazier. So yeah. there is a lot of decisions when it comes to the build. So that's why we ensure that we, I guess, we align our clients with the right people um, mm -hmm. to as interior designers um, to ensure that they're, they've got the confidence to get their selections over the line and sorted in the forefront so they can enjoy their build. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it doesn't hold you up with yep. the whole process as well. And and it, you're not, you know, a lot of them go, oh, just let the builder decide. But you've got a million other things that you've got to think about and, as and well. Other, so other you don't need to be distracted by them going, well, I don't know, I don't know. And then you're trying to guide them and it, yeah. it just becomes, you it's know, very overwhelming on, on everybody's, Part, I guess. Yeah, it's being organised in the pre-construction yeah. phase. So, yes. speaking of that, you know, you as builders, it's we always say to our clients, you have to do your research when picking a reputable builder. It's so important to do your due diligence. On Absolutely. Your <laughs> like we had one client come through. She went on a recommend, just a verbal recommendation from a neighbour, and ended up in court over a mm. roof that leaked. So. As a reputable builder, there's lots going on in the construction world in terms of how people go about picking a builder. What's your advice on that for people? How do they go about it these days? So I'm just looking through my perspective. I'm sure if you ask Aaron, who's in the sales, he's probably got a um, little bit of a different perspective as well. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, you want to check that they're first of all licensed. Um, and I think Karen, you just said before that they're on the register, uh, yes. they're registered. And then I guess the way 
the way that I, I'll be looking at it, and it's the way that I look at companies as well, you would be going onto like their social platforms, seeing mm. what type of work they do. Um, okay, and that not only comes to just finished photos, but if they are putting up stories as well, because that's real life data. Um, yeah. anyone, anyone can steal a photo um, and put it at their socials and say, this is one of our jobs, but the proof's not in the pudding there. Um, so you do want to see what their socials are. Um, mm -hmm. you do, you'll also see, um, I guess, in their website, um, like any, any reviews, client testimonials. One of the biggest things for us, um, I think our, our future clients look at is the video testimonials we get from our previous clients. Um, we've got a number, we've got a number of them now, um, because we value our previous clients. We revalue their relationships and we know how, how powerful their recommendations and their testimonials are. Um, so when a client can go into a web, website, they click on the tab, which is testimonials. Um, they're going to be able to see a number of testimonials. Um, and that's, that's our past clients. So that's a bit of proof in the pudding there as well, just showing how, um, how satisfied our previous clients are. Yeah, it's yeah, very important to do that, isn't it? And, yeah. and check that they're registered, check their insurances, um, look at the past testimonials. And yeah. you're so right, you know, Instagram life and Facebook life, you can just grab a photo. But that's what TAS does exceptionally well you do, is yeah. the stories. And like I said, my son's yeah. studying to be an architect and he's looking and listening. And, you know, you go through that whole process, the Mossman one's coming up from out of the ground and giving tips and advice on how the structure's coming together. And that's, like you said, that's proof in the pudding for people to go, hey, this is on the site. And it's not just a pretty image from Pinterest or yeah. Instagram. So, it gives yeah. you a really good indication of the process because we tend to not look at all the the the, um, the initial part of construction, mm. preparing the ground, laying the foundations, yeah. putting in drainage, considering, you know, falls and what's going to happen. Yeah topography and how that's going to affect the design mm. and all these things people take for granted and then wonder why when they've got this amazing home they've got all these issues mm. they've skipped all these mm. you know important factors whereas your socials you take them from the, the from ground zero yeah. all the way through and it's it's actually it's very educational what Absolutely. you do because you're pointing things out you're saying why you're doing things the reason for it um and it gives I, I think it's very clever what you do. It really gives people, um, I guess, the confidence mm. in yourselves as builders mm. because you've got nothing to hide and mm. they can see that you're considering every single detail mm. and at the end of the day, there shouldn't be any issues. And if there yeah. is, you're honest and open enough to go, okay, this is out was out of our, you know, we couldn't help this. But Let's work away at how we can fix it. So it's, it's really good. Like if you can align yourself, if you're looking for a builder, find someone, like you said, that's out there with nothing mm. to hide. You can see what's going on and learn, you know. Yeah. You, you yeah. might not want to renovate for a few years. Watch what's happening yeah, with the projects that follow one of your projects and then yeah. make a decision, you know. I think but even from a, like a personal side, from our side of the business, we have a, new, a brand new client and she said, oh, I've been watching your socials. Someone introduced me to you. I was a builder. And she said, so then I watched your Instagram. I watched your Facebook. I watched that you got up and spoke on stage. I saw that you have a podcast. Like I saw, she, she so it was about five touch points of our business before she actually picked up the phone and called. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's given her confidence to me. Yeah. This, which is I, great. And I think, I guess this this day and age, you need to have, those touch points it can't just be yes. one thing. it can't just be one recommendation you've got yes. to be like 
you don't want to get a recommendation and then you go onto their socials and their social looks all right, but then you go onto their website and their website has nothing with no yeah. reviews, then some, the stars aren't Something's not right. Something's so not right, yeah. There's exactly. so many platforms now and I think you've got to find the balance across the platforms yeah. rather yeah. than um, rather than just um, uh, shining stars in one because yeah. what you do yeah. is go to their website, their website looks great, you go to their social, social looks great, um, but you've asked around and then you hear bad um, bad recommendations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you hear that. You just got to find that balance. Um, exactly. And I think the the I guess the reputable people will do that. They'll find that balance, hmm. uh, and they should have that balance. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but you know, at yeah. the end, it, in the end, it's our reputation. And if we we're not living up to it, then we shouldn't be yeah. in business. Yeah. Hundred percent. And it shows you're proud of your work as well, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, like you, you, and and we should be as professionals and designers. We should be proud of what we do and mm. just having that interest in that mm. um or go I guess do passion. <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what you want if you're selecting someone to entrust your and it's a big expensive oh, a lot of money um, invested yeah it's a big yeah. investment mm. so you yeah. want to get it right so yeah. talking about big investments mm. our next question for you is budget um People should also, when it comes to their budget, also secure finance ahead of time. Uh, people yeah. are so unaware of the cost of building. You gave some great tips at the beginning of this week on, you know, cost of materials. So yeah, in terms of establishing a realistic budget going forward in 2024 and 25, mm -hmm. what's some tips that you can give people around that? Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I'm actually renovating my garage at the moment. Now I'm knocking it down and rebuilding it. So ah. I'm doing this as a small, a small version. But it, yes. so what our clients actually do as a large scale reversion. Um, so I'm getting insights the same way that they do. Um, the first thing you, I guess you're going to do is you're going to go speak to your bank, or I guess you're going to check the feasibility. Some of our mm -hmm. clientele will already have um, the finances there that they're going to be able to pay for their bill. Yes. Um, where other clients might um, rely on the bank, where other clients actually might rely on a mixture of the two. So oh, yep. you've got to get, your, I guess, the finances in order. And if you are speaking to the banks or if you are going to rely on the banks, speak to the banks up front. Okay, yes. what what can I afford? Because that's going to determine what you can design. Rather mm -hmm. than going to a, just assuming, okay, I can afford a $800,000 project or a $500,000 project, rather than just assuming that, and then you go to your art architect, your draftsman, um, or your designer and say, oh, this is what I, I want you to build a project around this cost without yeah. even getting your finances in order, mm. then, then they're not, it's going to be incorrect. They're, yes. they're, they're, you're going to design something for that 500 or that $800,000 or whatever it is, mm. then you're going to take it to a builder, they're going to cost it at that, then you're going to take it to the bank and the bank's going to say, well, no, this isn't feasible. Yes. Uh, so I think it's important that you, you first off, you you find out your feasibility that you, if you are going through the banks, that you're speaking to the banks early on, um, mm -hmm. or the mortgage broker or whoever that is. Then from that point, you can probably you're going to start aligning with your um, architect and your audio designer. And I think you don't want to be working to that budget. I think you want to be working to yeah, below no. that budget. Yeah. Now, reason I guess there's a number of reasons. Um, the main reason is I guess cost of building prices. Um, the building material prices as they can fluctuate depending on building materials that are being used. Um, sometimes it's uh, also engineering as well. So engineering plays a big, big part in cost. Now what the actual structure is made out of. Now that can fluctuate depending on the style of build. 
If you're mm. going for building a, um, a deck, uh, uh, like a small extension with a deck, you know majority of that's going to be out of timber, lightweight construction. Whereas you go, if you go into a multi-story home with a basement, you know we're going to be looking at um, masonry with concrete, with waterproofing, with drainage, with excavation. So those factors in the engineering can really, really um, alter the cost massively, depending what you do. Um, and um, in regards to excavation, you, the foundation that you sit on. Obviously, if you're sitting, out, we're doing a, a build out of Bondi, majority is going to be sand. We're doing mm -hmm. a, a build with the um, somewhere else. Majority of it might be rock excavation. Oh, um, huge cost variances there. Oh, yes, oh, oh, mm -hmm. it, it just comes down to labour cost. It's so much mm -hmm. easier to um, scoop out some sand than to scoop out some rock. <laughs> so um, yeah. there's definitely factors that play there. So that's where I would say find out what your finances are and then scale a bit back from that. The percentage to scale back, I. It depends. It all depends on the risk of the build. Now, when I say risk of the build, um, if it is just a small rear extension that you're not really tying into the existing structure and there's minimal um, there's minimal groundwork or anything like that, the risk is quite low. If it's just an mm -hmm. internal renovation and all you're doing is, um, um, like, I guess, restoring what's internally, revamping bathrooms, kitchens, then the risk is low again because you're not actually altering structures. If right. we're looking at going into the ground or creating structures or tying into build buildings that are um, years and years old, then you're looking at risk there because I guess when I, just in regards to the tying into structures that are years old, you look at a lot of the terrace homes across mm -hmm. the inner west and stuff, which we do a lot of those projects. Yes. Those buildings are, have been there for many, many years. And a lot of them, they're out of plumb, they're out of yeah. left. There's, there's a lot of restructuring that needs to happen as well. Um, and a lot of those, the brickwork and the party walls and all that, they're just built straight off the ground. So they're yeah. sinking and engineers won't want you to build off that if they're, they're not down to rock or if they're not down to a, a, a good enough substrate. So there's risk across all construction, mm -hmm. no matter what it is. But I think you just need to make an assessment, I guess, the client or even speak to the architect and your designer. Mm -hmm. Like yes. how much risk do you think is involved here? Yeah, um, and even ask around, ask around to other tradespeople, ask around to other professionals. Mm. They're going to give you a better gauge. Yes. Um, even if you, even if you um, approach a builder and say, I really need some advice before I yeah. go in, regardless of whether you're going to use them or not, yeah. or you've even thought about anything, talk yeah. to somebody that knows and, and pay them for their, for their time. time. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Just say, look, if you could just come out, spend two hours yeah, I know you're not going to know until things are dug up or what are the risks, yeah. what are, whatever. Can I pay you for an hour of your time or half an hour yeah. or whatever it is yeah. and get some actual advice from somebody that knows yeah. <laughs> what I they're mean, talking I, I about. If anyone called me and just asking for some advice on a project, I'd be more than happy to give it, even if they're working for us or not, because that's the style of person. I guess that's the style of company and people. Company, yeah, that's yeah. Just want to help and provide value to yeah. to the community. And and at yeah. the end of the day, um, they might not go with us, but they might say to someone else, "Hey, look, I, I didn't go with this. I didn't go for, with mm -hmm. Ryan from Task. However, I spoke to him on the phone about um, my construction plans, and he gave me some yeah. great insights. Like it yeah, works, exactly. it works better for me as well. It works better for that. It does. So, it does yeah. It's yeah. a matter of speaking to professionals and uh, I just I guess getting a risk assessment on that. Um, yeah. and that's gonna really help you, I guess, navigate costs in the forefront. What you can also do, and it's a, and it's a service that we are, um we offer, like we're a design and construct um company as well. So we have clients coming to us um that have um 
that want to build um, and they come to us because because we're the builder and because we know the I guess the um, the way builds are costed we're able to work with them to design a build to to suit their budget needs right uh, that's what we're getting a, a lot at the moment um, is clientele coming to us and saying I know you've got your design arm um, we would love to sit down and have a chat this is this is the style of project we want to go for. This is the um, this is the funds that we have available. Then and there, we can we can basically cost evaluate it straight away before yeah, we really, really get into the design of it. So um, right. it's a super powerful tool, uh, I guess um, section of the company that we have, um, hmm. and it's really starting to take off. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and especially since COVID, hmm. the cost of building has changed so much. Like yeah. once upon a time, you could kind of go, yeah, ballpark. You're looking mm. around here because you've had so many projects to use as a guide, but yep. since COVID and everything's changed, a lot of building like companies wiped clean. are now reassessing yeah. and basic. You need to build up a few projects before yeah. you can see what the trend and the, what the cost, cost. increase is mm. to really gauge. I guess. Yeah. I guess a lot of builders at the moment are still in that phase where they're still trying to figure out. Well, is it about thirty percent increase or is it fifty yeah. percent yeah. or you know? So it's it's still a little bit of an unknown. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hang on. So next question for you. Um, there is. We obviously understand that there's a process when it comes to building, designing, and building from the the very beginning. What's your advice for people? You know, in terms of what sort of building processes and timelines should they be aware of? I think people see a fantastic set of plans, and even when they come to us. As building designers and interior designers they just all focus on that end result of you know the beautiful home and think it's all going to happen within Straight six away. months <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's not the case is it ryan <laughs> no 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 so um this is very much aaron's domain but i definitely know that from from start to even da lodgement to even tc is a is a long long time, long time. Let's, <laughs> let's just let's just look at i guess you sort of new build your major re renovation mm -hmm. aspect, that's what we look at um, if you're, you've got to get your plans designed, however yep. long it takes with the architect, you're going to go back and forth to design that. Um, then you're going to submit that to DA to the council. Now, once you submit that to um, the council as a DA, that could take up to six months, uh, depending on, I guess, how busy the councils are. Um, even longer. We've even got, longer. We've yeah, got, yeah, we've got yeah, one. Even longer. Oh, we've yeah. got one at the moment. Um, the building design part of our, because that's what Helen and I do as well. It's yeah. at council. It was a pretty straightforward renovation, and it's at in council just under a year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's yeah. the big unknown factor, isn't yeah. it? Now that I think about, it, I, I've even heard stories longer than a year, um, <laughs> oh, because gosh. it's sometimes the council will want like they'll want RFIs, they want it, they want yes. more information, yeah. they want more Correct. detailing, all that sort of stuff. So it sort of pauses you, and then you've mm. got to go out and get that information, and then you've got to come back to council, and then it's sort of you're back in you're back in line. And you're again. back in that queue. You're down yeah. the line of the queue there. Yeah. <laughs> I heard two recently, and I can't remember who I heard it off. Even CDCs are now taking like months and months to well, get that's through crazy yeah. because they were brought in to make to the, things up. That, yeah, yeah things up yeah i think yeah. i guess it, i guess it comes down to the um the like how like how busy the councils are so yeah we don't like, know. across the sydney area like we've got a number of councils and um you look at some councils like the inner west they've got they've got a, a large amount of suburbs where you look at mossman mossman has one council yeah, um, yeah. Sutherland Shire has a massive amount of suburbs. So mm. you can, I guess it comes down to the housing density, how many DAs are getting submitted, 
um, that's going to come down to the timeline. Um, yeah. Usually, um, usually when you start speaking to a builder, or you, let's just say you're going through an architect, they're going to get the, uh, to give you, I guess, a detailed, pretty detailed, I guess, scheduled of events. Not, mm -hmm. not exactly a timeline because sometimes you're waiting on consultants, but it's yeah. scheduled of events. So, and, and an approximate timeline with those scheduled events. So, whether you're engaging a certifier or it's, it's submitted in council, um, or you're waiting on hydraulic engineers, all that sort of stuff, they'll give you that scheduled of events. You'll be able to see where you are. Um, but it always takes longer than expected. Yeah, always hey. I've so, never ever heard someone say, I've just designed my plans and they came out of council faster than I expected. No. <laughs> always slower. Never, so, I don't think we'll ever hear that. I, I, if it did happen, you'd be thinking, oh, what's wrong? Yeah, what's going on? That's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> too easy. Okay, so for our final question, um, communication, you know, as you were saying before, um, as a team, we consult and work with TAS on projects and getting the finishes sorted before you get to site. So there's a lot of communication and that goes on there. We communicate with you guys as well in the, that whole process. How important is communication between the client and the builder? Massive. Massive. Absolutely, <laughs> massive. Absolutely massive. So I, I meet with the clients and our foreman and our construction team at the start of the project. And I basically say that we, we are now a team because we are. We're, us and the, like, we have the same end goal. The, the end goal is to produce their dream home or their forever home or, or their, um, their home that they've been or pr a project that they've been designing for a long time and, and put a lot of resources mm -hmm. into. Um, and the way we do that is through communication. I need to know what they're thinking. They need to know where we're at. So we're, we're very much the new age, age builder. Everything's done digitally, like a lot of emails back and forth. We've got our, um, we've got our project management platform that, which does a lot of the communication for us, um, mm -hmm. in, in site reports each day, um, which come with 10 plus photos and a detailed explanation of what was done on site. Um, we've got obviously the, um, live selection schedules. Um, that you produce for us as well that is basically a form of communication um, mm -hmm. if we're working off that like we're communicating to each other what's going where what room it is what finish it is all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff so you're not only communicating via just I guess verbal communication you're communicating across a number of platforms mm -hmm. so that's yes. correspondence via email um, you've got and as I said we've got our project management platform where the clients can see what's being done on site that day um, they can see any um, variations or any change orders, whether it's a reimbursement, a change to scope, um, or additional work that they've asked asked for, a mm -hmm. summary of them, um, and then the costs associated with them as well, mm -hmm. and along with the selections um, and the schedule itself. So that that communicates to the client exactly where the, the build is at, mm -hmm. at a um, project management stage. Uh, and then throughout the build, you're also, I guess, corresponding and communicating to the clients um, verbally and via email um, over decisions um, that need to be made throughout the build. So we're big on um, communication via email. We're also having a meeting with the client once a week as a mm -hmm. bare minimum. Um, and we're also sending our clients a update email once a week, basically just giving them a quick rundown. These are the decisions we need. This is what we're waiting on. This is what's happening next week. These are the trades coming on site um, and, and just answering any questions they have. Uh, yeah. The last thing we would want, I would want, is our clients thinking that we're not communicating to them enough, mm -hmm. or not have confidence in what's been happening on site. Uh, yes, that's, yeah. that's a big thing for us. So, Huge. I think, and it's a testament to the amount of, I guess, 
we had a handover um, with our Summer Hill clients just the other day and the relationship that the foreman and our core team had with the clients at that handover and the way they were joking and they were laughing and they, they were so happy with one another, it just shows how how good yes. and how important communication yeah. is throughout yeah. the field. And that's what we want. Yeah, well, that's a solid relationship built then if you love yeah. and enjoy yeah. and, and everybody's happy. So as you, like, exactly what you've just you know, discussed then, there's so much involved, there's so much that goes on in construction. And if the client mm. is not involved and not communicating themselves, all this stuff that you guys are doing on site and behind the scenes, the client needs to be involved and they okay. need to communicate. Yeah, I, they yeah. need to be across everything. I don't think they realise some some are all hands on, but some of them sort of seem to think they can just Step back. put it into your yeah. hands and, and move away. And what they don't realise is they need to communicate what they want. You need to have yeah. this banter, this this Build a relationship. It is a relationship, mm. and we often say to clients that come to us, and we'll chat to them, and we'll often say, "Let's meet face to face or via Zoom, mm. however it is, but let's talk mm. about what we do, how we proceed through things." And that gives them an un, an opportunity, I guess, to get to know us a little bit, and yeah. it gives us a, an opportunity to get to know them a little bit, and then we can kind of assess whether or not it's going to work because. Mm. It, and we often say when they go, oh, can you recommend some builders for us? We'll give them like two or three builders and go, okay, don't like, don't no, just no. look at their yeah. their price. You need to meet them. You're going to be with these people for a long time. They're yeah. they're working on your dream. You need to be able to have a connection in yes, some way, shape, absolutely. or form. Um, and if this guy is a little bit cheaper, and this guy is a, a fraction dearer, but you really like these guys. Go with that because yeah, it'll relationships make that whole yeah. journey so much better and the result speaks for itself when yeah. there's that communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really important. Um, you've got to like your builder. You've got to like your designer. You've got to like your architect um, and get along with them. Because Absolutely. I just can't stress how yeah. important that is. I think the biggest the biggest word here is trust. You need, yes. you need to trust them. And that's what I say to our clients at the start. I said, we haven't earned your trust yet. I said, but we're, we, we're going to, like we want to. Yes. And we're yeah. going to. Because at the end of the day, like if, if, my, if our clients trust us, if my clients trust me and they're asking for additional costing or they're asking for our advice, I want I want to know that they've got the confidence in the, I guess, the pricing that I give them or the advice that I give them. They trust that I'm giving them the right stuff. And, yeah. and trust is, I guess, trust is the foundation of all relationships, really. Correct. You're yeah, going to yeah. have a relationship if you can't trust someone. Yeah, and exactly. What I do say to our uh, foreman, and I, and I say this to our clients as well, at the end of the project, if I have happy clients and I have happy neighbours, I know that our quality and our service speaks for itself. Um, uh, there's nothing more that we need there. As long as there's satisfaction from our neighbours and our clients, then everything else is spoken um, highly, like our quality has been mm -hmm. executed well and the service that we've provided throughout that whole construction stage to the clients and the neighbouring community has been executed well as well. That's a really valid yeah. point there, Ryan. Keeping the neighbours happy too. Like I think you can have a beautifully built home and it looks great and, you know, you it's your forever home. But if you move into that home and the neighbours have been off put through that whole 12, 18 months mm. of big build, mm. then that's not a very nice way to move into your brain. Yeah, oh, you know, that, yeah. that says a lot about TAS that, you know, you, you're very mindful and aware of relationships in and around where that renovation or home's being built. That's yeah. real good.
Really? We're, doing it, we're doing a build now where um, it's sort of pretty invasive for the neighbours. We're working sort of right on the boundary. And we're sending the same um, update email to the neighbours as we are to the clients, telling wow. them what's involved in the week, giving them a timeline of the build, um, yeah. explaining like what's going to be on site, what machinery is going to be on site. And it, it goes so far. Like, Brilliant. We, we yeah. need to have the neighbours on our side, um, we, and we we understand that we're in, we're an inconvenience to them. Mm, yeah, um, and if yeah. we understand that, then it, it works it works better for us. We're not this intimidating builder that comes in and overtakes the whole street, all that oh, sort of yeah. stuff. We need to work in with our community. And at the end of the day, our clients move back into that house, so we need to protect the relationship that our yeah, clients absolutely. have with their neighbours. Yeah, um, because we've seen it in the past, and you've heard about it in the part in the past. Disputes happen, and things mm. go south. That's the last thing we want. We're yeah. not there. To be an inconvenience, we're not there to hinder the neighbours in any, any way. We're there to do our job, build the build the home for the client, and if we can help out the neighbours and keep them informed along the way and earn their trust as well, yes. um, then we may as well. I think a, a, a while ago we actually had a client come in and they 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 came into us and said, "I've been recommended of someone. You didn't build their home, but they live next door to the house you built." Wow, that's, that's, awesome. that's so that's cool, yeah. so powerful. And again, that come down. What's it come down to? Communication yes, and trust. And you're yeah. communicating with the neighbours, so that's brilliant. And they're going to be more understanding if you, you know, they're going to be more compliant and more understanding of things that you have to do. You know, they're like, informed. oh my god, it's going to be really noisy on this day or whatever. Yeah. If you can give them enough warning, they're going to go, okay, I get that it has to happen. Mm. They're not going to arc up. Mm. I've got. Um, couple of my daughters are shift workers and there's a construction going on next door and I mean it's a disaster but the whole you know that's yeah it's, it's everything everything that we've talked about they're it's not, not doing and it's gone for about 10 years now it stop start stop start and I'm sure it's all very dodgy but anyway the thing is your neighbours are very important because you know like especially with my kids who are shift workers mm. young adults I mean, they're sleeping during the day. And if, if mm. that builder was saying, look, you know, on this day we're going to have, you know, an excavator or we're going to be drilling or hammer, jackhammering or whatever it is that we're going to be, it's going to be noisy, then she can go off make and, and make other arrangements yeah. mm. and, and find a room in the house that's not as close or just, you know, plan around, around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you don't, you can have your neighbours looking at every little thing that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, exactly. Well, during COVID, um, I actually stepped back and um, ran a project um, just because of everything that I guess the dynamics of COVID. And at that time, everyone was working from home. We were doing yeah. a um, we were doing an inner west terrace build, and we knew the neighbours were, um, were home all the time, all day, every day. We knew they were working from home. Um, so the, basically, the one of the ways I helped. I helped out them. I would, I would let them know what's happening that day, and I'd just get them to send me a text if they were ever doing a Zoom meeting or anything like that. Oh. And for that period of time, we would oh. just we would adjust our day. We would still be working. However, yeah. we're not going to be on power tools or or, or doing yeah. hammering. Wow. And, and it doesn't didn't hinder our construction process in any way because I I, I accounted for that during yeah. the day at the start mm -hmm. of the day. But it just it just allowed allowed them to be able to get on with their life and do yes. their work, and they knew there was a construction next door, and it just benefited us, them, and our client mm. so much more just by showing a little bit of consideration, yeah, um, yes. just adjusting our day to suit. Or oh, it it just came out, and I 
I had a great relationship with neighbours and, the, and both sets of neighbours and the client, and that's that's what counts. That's everything. And it's not a hard everything. thing to do. It's, no. it's a simple thing. Like I said, it's just a little bit of consideration. Yeah. And Another human. <laughs> and it goes a long way um, yeah. in everything, yes. really, yeah. particularly construction. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks yeah, so much for joining awesome. us today, Ryan. That was really informative. Some great tips there for yeah. our listeners. And here's cheers to 2024, Gosh. another year yeah. of collaborating together. Looking forward to, yeah. you know, assisting where we can with our finishes side of things. And yeah. hope you have a fabulous Christmas. And yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Thanks for your Thank time, you Ryan. Thank you very much. Some great it. advice there. Take See you care. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Two Gins in Design podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and insights on the world of design and construction. We look forward to our next episode with more design inspiration, tips from the experts, and a behind-the-scenes look at our latest projects. If you want more design information or simply want to check out our portfolio of projects, visit our website at mcraeandlynch.com.au and our Instagram, mcraeandlynchdesigns. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels if you have any comments, questions, or even topics you'd like us to discuss. And please, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to share it with your friends and family. We look forward to catching up with you on our next episode. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Cheers.